Today I'll be preaching from the book of Luke, Luke's Gospel, chapter 10. Luke's Gospel, chapter 10. And I'll be reading from verse 38 down to verse number 42. Luke's Gospel, chapter 10. And verse 38. The Bible says, Now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about with much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, Thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for your precious word. We thank you for the privilege we have to hear from your word. I pray that you would use it in a mighty way to draw men, women, boys, and girls to yourself. Thank you for your love your mercy and your grace extended towards us in affording us this wonderful gift of salvation. I pray, dear Lord, that if there's someone here today who has never experienced salvation, I pray that that one would come to the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I pray that every believer would be closer drawn to you. Give me the words you will have me to say. May they speak to each heart. And may you accomplish your will as a result. Cleanse me of sin, empty me of self. Fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. And we'll be careful to thank you and praise you for what you will do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. You will be seated. Our daily lives function with the reliance on institutions that were implemented to make our lives safer, and easier. One of these such institutions is the bank. The idea is that it would not be safe to keep all of our money under a pillow, in a box, or even in your own safe at home. So the idea is that you give it to the bank for them to keep it safely while they give you interest as they use it. At least, as far as I understand it, that was the original intention of the bank. Of recent times, it would appear as though we are paying more fees and charges than ever before, and even paying, get this, for not having enough money in the bank, such that I believe that banks have lost the initial purpose for existence. As such, it's really more about making money than anything else. But that's not the point of this message. I digress. But one basic principle of a bank that will not change is that you cannot withdraw money from an account that you don't put anything into. 
Now, I know some of you are saying overdraft, overdraft. But I would submit to you that they are lending you some money temporarily that you will have to pay back. To withdraw means that at some point, you will be required to deposit. And all the bankers said, Amen. Relationships are similar to banks in this respect. What you put into it is directly linked to what you are going to get out of it. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 22 and verse 34 to 40, we looked at this text last week and we have the story of a a lawyer who asked Jesus a, a, a question. And he asked him a question about what is the greatest commandment? Jesus responds to him, and um, I'm paraphrasing, says to him, listen, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. That's the greatest. That's the first. And then to love your neighbor as yourself, everything else hinges, Jesus was saying, on the greatest commandment to love the Lord. Jesus gives him a very distinct and direct response. And he says to me that of all the things that we do in life, our greatest responsibility is to love the Lord. My friend, it ought to be easy to love the Lord. 1 John 4 and verse 19 says, we love him because he what? First loved us. And so therein lies the, 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 the essence, the existence of a relationship. My friend, God's love for you and God's love for me is unquestionable. It's indisputable. It's unchanging. It's perfect. God's love for you and God's love for me does not increase. It does not decrease. It is perfect. It is unchanging. It is unconditional. God does not love you more than he does me. God does not love me more than he does you. However, we must understand and recognize that he does have a different relationship with us that's based on our love for him. My friend, we have a responsibility and obligation to love God. That's why it is commanded. But it ought not to be a surprising request given how much he loves us. And the question for us this morning as we began to explore this last week is how much do you love God? How much do you Love God. We began last Sunday uh, with a series of, a, of entitled How to Test Your Love for God. My friend, with such an important responsibility, it's important that we do a self-assessment to understand where we are in our love for God. 
And as I reiterated last week, this ought to be a self-assessment test. You cannot assess someone else's love for God. At least that's not the point of this message and these messages. This ought not to be a test that you are to endeavor to take for someone else. So we began looking at areas of assessment. How do we assess ourselves regarding our love for God? For something that's commanded, for something that's required, for something that ought to be natural. How do we assess it? The first area of assessment we looked at last week is do you speak with him? Do you talk to him? Does he talk back to you? How much of a priority is interacting and communicating with God? How important is that to you? Today I want us to look at a second area of assessment. I don't want to entitle this Do you sit at his feet? Do you sit at his feet? We have here a a brief story and an encounter of Mary and Martha who were clearly friends of the Lord Jesus. And we notice in verse number 39, the Bible says, speaking of Martha, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. And so I want to ask a series of questions this morning as it relates to sitting at Jesus' feet. Of course, this is a figurative in, 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 in nature because we don't have Jesus in here in his bodily uh, presence. But the question is, first of all, jot this down. Do you enjoy his presence? The Bible says, speaking of Mary, that she sat at his feet. And the picture here is that she was sitting on the ground listening to Jesus. My friend, do you enjoy the presence of the Lord such that you are willing to inconvenience yourself to do so? You see, Mary was willing to inconvenience herself because, get this, she enjoyed who she was with. There are a lot of things that we would do to inconvenience ourselves if we loved what we were doing. We are willing to overlook a lot of inconveniences when we have a love for something or for someone. We don't have large and huge stadiums here locally, of course, based on our population size. But I know you watch television and you see people in stadiums with the capacity to hold 50,000 people. That's, that's the population of our, our country. 100,000 people. And you have people, I mean, sitting in what, what's called the, the nosebleed section. I mean, they're so far, I mean, it's as if they need binoculars to see what's happening. 
And they are enjoying the happenings even though they are so far away. Why? They are willing to inconvenience themselves because they love the atmosphere. They love the game. They, they love what's happening. My friend, are you willing to inconvenience yourself to be in the presence of the Lord? To bring this a little closer home, I mean, we, we, we know, uh, we've seen and we've observed. I mean, you have people who would go to, to, to shows and carnival and culturama and listen, they would sit down on some hard, 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 concrete seats for hours under an umbrella. To watch a Calypso show. To watch a Queen show. I mean, people would sit on the grass at, 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 at a cricket game to enjoy. Why? I, I love what I'm watching. I mean, nothing is wrong with loving some things. But I'm showing you that people are willing to inconvenience themselves. Why? Because I love it. Amen? But it's very sobering to think that when it comes to the house of God and being in the church of the living God, listen, pastors and, and, and church members have to make sure everything is picture perfect. Else, sorry, I can't come. I kind of call it the, the Goldilocks dilemma. You know, the, 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 the porridge was too hot. In some cases, it was too cold. The cheer was too hard. In other cases, the cheer was too soft. I mean, everything has to be perfect. The pews are too hard. The pews are too soft. The church is too hot. The church is too cold. I mean, we seem not to be ever able to get it just right for some people. My friend, the problem is your love for God. Don't you think that if we were to love God enough that we will be willing to suffer some slight inconveniences for this God we say we love? Mary says, listen, I can, I can be comfortable here, Jesus, right on the ground because I'm at your feet. Listen, because I love this Lord. Amen. Are you willing to sit at his feet? Do you enjoy his presence? But here's the second question I want you to jot down by way of self-assessment. Do you prioritize being where he is. Do you prioritize being where he is? Make no mistake. I mean, Mary, by being here at Jesus' feet, listen, she cleared out her schedule to get comfortable right where he was. It is evident that she cleared out her schedule. Don't think that she couldn't be doing something else because clearly she, should have, she could have. And my friend, based on our love for the Lord, we're going to be willing to say, listen, 
I'm clearing out my schedule to be in the presence of this Lord. Why? I love the Lord. I mean, this is not hard for us to understand. I mean, people make adjustments to the schedule based on the things that they love doing. The people they love listening to. I mean, people would clear their calendar to listen to their favorite politician for hours. People would be engaged in their favorite hobby. I mean, we would be engaged in doing the things we love. I mean, on social media for hours. Why? That's important. That's what I love doing. This is what I love. This is who I love being with. When you love being with someone, you notice, man, man, the time flies. You can't even believe. I mean, there were other things Mary could have been doing. As a matter of fact, her sister complained about her priority of sitting at Jesus' feet. Make no mistake about it. When you prioritize to sit at Jesus' feet, you're going to be criticized for prioritizing such a thing. You're going to church again? Listen, your boss may not like it when you say to him or her, I'm sorry, but your schedule is impacting my ability to be in the presence of the Lord. But my friend, if you don't prioritize sitting at his feet, so many other things are going to compete for your attention that will simply crowd it out. And my friend, this does not only mean coming to church. It means spending time in the word of God, spending time in prayer. And here's why this is so vital in a relationship with God. We're not talking about whether God loves you. That's unquestionable. We're talking about the relationship because here's what I understand even from scripture and what we saw last week and even here again with Mary in the presence of the Lord. What happens is when you speak with someone more, guess what they do? They hang around. You say, I can't feel God's presence. Are you ignoring him? You talk to him more. Listen, he's going to hang around. You're going to feel his presence. That's how we function in our everyday relationships. For those of you who are married, and even if you're not, you've been in a relationship, it doesn't even have to be romantic. It can be a relationship with your brother, your sister, whoever it is, your mother, your father. Let me say this to all of us. Silent treatment is never a way to resolve issues. Listen, you could try it for however long you want. It will not solve the problem. Because guess what? We don't like to be ignored. You know what happens when you're ignored? And when you feel ignored, you retreat. You go further away. Because it brings about tension. 
when we ignore the Lord, we actually limit his presence being felt in our lives. The question is, do you prioritize being where he is? Not this third question now. Are you comfortable being around him? Are you comfortable being around him? Mary put herself in a place where she not only showed her humility, but she showed that she was comfortable sitting at his feet. You see, when you're in a good relationship that is characterized by love, you enjoy being in that person's company. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. What am I saying? What is the Bible saying? When you are getting along in a relationship, guess what? You are comfortable. You're not tense. You're not uptight. You're not uneasy. Those are not sinful feelings. What they are, they are human indicators of the sign that there is a problem. It's like a red flag. It's like a a warning light on your dashboard. And so the question is, are you comfortable being around the Lord? If you're not, it's the sign that there is a problem. Relationships have times of tension. Times of uneasiness. It's an indicator that there is an offense. I mean, you would know, especially husbands, you know, what, what is this when you, you ask your wife because you recognize that there is some tension. And you, say, you ask her, Is there a problem? No. (laughs) And you know there's a problem. But the no, don't let the no fool you. The way in which the no was said is telling you, yes, there is a problem. But I'm telling you, no, so that you could understand based on my tone that there is a problem. So don't walk away and say, she said there's no problem. Don't be an idiot. The no means yes. You understand? I'm trying to decodify the thing for everybody. So don't walk around as if you're a genius and say, she said nothing wrong. No, that's not what she said. She said no, but it meant yes. And so you know that there is tension, there is uneasiness. You're not comfortable. I mean, you're walking past each other in the house and it just feels like you would rather be somewhere else. Why? There's an offense. My friend, if you're uncomfortable being in God's presence, it's a sign that there are problems hindering the relationship. That's what sin does. 
We all get there at some point in our lives when it comes to a relationship with God. But my friend, here is what love for God says. Here is what love does. Love says, I understand there's an offense that's hindering our relationship, but I love the Lord too much to let this continue and go on and on and on. I got to do something about it because I got to be back in his presence where I am peaceful. I'm calm. I'm comfortable. I can't afford for there to be an offense between me and this God that I love. We got to do something about this. I got to address this. I got to address what's hindering my fellowship, my relationship with a God who I love. Because I got to be back in his presence where I'm comfortable. Are you comfortable being around him? If the answer is no, if you love him, you got to do something about it. Notice the final question. We're doing self-assessment tests this morning. Well, we got to understand where we are in our love for this God. My friend, it's not just about lip service. It's about action. We're not convinced about someone else's love for us based on just talk. Based on just words. Words are nice, but they only could go so far. The final question this morning that relates to sitting at his feet. Are you proud to be seen with him? Are you proud to be seen with him? Or does being around him embarrass you? When a relationship is wholesome and healthy, you are happy to be seen with that person. There's nothing to hide. Being with that person is a celebration of love. You know, you have some people, they're content with a closet relationship. Man, I have the benefits of you, but you're not good for my image. That's a problem. That's a sign of a love problem. My friend, when you are proud to be seen with the Lord, you are happy to be in his presence irrespective of who's watching. Irrespective of who likes it or who doesn't like it. Why? Because this person is my priority. I love them. Get over it. Because I'm not going to change my actions because you don't agree. Are you proud to be seen with him? The question this morning is, how much do you love the Lord? Are you willing to sit at his feet? It requires a willingness to inconvenience yourself. Do you enjoy being where he is? Do you prioritize 
big meetings. Are you willing to say, no, 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 no. I, I, I am sorry, I can't do that. I, I got something far more important. I got to be where he is. I can't miss out. He's going to be saying some things that I got to hear. I got some things to tell him that I want him to hear. And there's some joys that I experience from just being around him even with no word being spoken. Are you comfortable being around him? If you're not, it's a sign that there's an issue. Are you willing to address it so that you can be comfortable? Are you proud to be seen with him? Are you embarrassed? It's an indicator. Jesus says, the greatest and first commandment, love the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. And here's the great thing about our love for him. There's always room to improve. There's always another level that we can go in our love for this Lord. Let us love him more. Let us love him because he first loved us. Let's be willing to sit at his feet and to enjoy his presence.